Welcome to The Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. Very pleased to welcome today for the very first time, Michael Lucas, Principal and CEO of Truemark Investments, creators and managers of the TrueShares ETFs. He speaks to us from San Francisco, California. Mike, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Great to be here, Charlie. Thanks very much for having me. So, Mike, you came out of Bowdoin College in Maine, and uh, you're currently the president, uh, again, of uh, Truemark uh, investments, and uh, you were previously president and CEO of USA Mutuals, and the same for Wavefront Capital Management, which was focused on the institutional space of emerging markets in China, and you've worked for other uh, firms in your 20-plus year career. So give us a brief background of yours, will you, Mike? Absolutely, Charlie. I'll, I'll try and take you from the, the days of Bowdoin College in Maine to, uh, to the days in San Francisco, all in a couple of minutes. <laughs> so, okay. you know, it's, uh, you know, it's been an interesting ride. And, and that's the one thing I love about the investment business is there are so many layers and, and aspects to it. But when I first came out of college um, 25 years ago, uh, 20, yeah, I think it was 25 years ago. That's how long it's been. Uh, I entered uh, what was then the, the training program with Dean Witter or Dean Witter Reynolds at the time, uh, a name that, you know, the, the next generation probably doesn't even know at this stage. Right. Um, right. And then, so broke into the business with Dean Witter and trained with them, uh, moved from that to the institutional side of the business, uh, with CIBC Oppenheimer, uh, really working with equities the entire time. And, uh, at that point, you know, I started to discover the 40 act world. Um, and, you know, at the time, mutual funds, I think, were, I think, still top of the heap. Well, they are from an asset standpoint now, but certainly at the top of the heap. Uh, and I, I moved into the mutual fund side of the world or the 40 act side of the world for some time, working with different types of strategies, uh, some of which were derivatives based. Um, and then moved uh, into the hedge fund world for a bit, and then back to the 40 Act world. So it's been a, a great journey. You know, you learn a lot. I think that uh, experiencing different sides of the business is enormously important uh, to you know, understanding you know, the, the different aspects of the investment world. Uh, but we're very happy where we are now with True Shares, and uh, we think that we some really interesting things on the burner and uh, really timely with regard to you know, what the investment marketplace is demanding at the moment and certainly um, you know what the interesting times are are providing for at the moment well you know mike uh, those are very apt descriptions here because uh you know true shares definitely has an alternative approach to the marketplace so so give us a uh from a 40,000-foot uh, view here, what does TrueShares do? And again, we're, we're focusing on those uh, ETFs with downside protection. So TrueShares, Charlie, is a thematic uh, ETF firm. And 
there are a lot of those out there these days, and it can mean different things. But in essence, what TrueShares believes is we believe that active management still exists. Uh, active management still is a place. And you know what we like to call the new economy asset classes, they are fertile ground for active management or the generation of alpha, if you will. And you know, alongside those types of solutions, um, we look at different aspects of the market and try and decide, you know, what is most appropriate for the investment community uh, at the moment and in the foreseeable future. And as most of your listeners probably understand at the moment, we are in a very high volatility regime. Uh, we have a very low yield environment as well. And that provides some issues to investors of all ilk that need to be solved. And so from that perspective, we also provide a very interesting uh, volatility management tool called the TrueShare Structured Outcome Series. Uh, but again, from a thematic standpoint, we will always pursue asset classes where we have expertise or industry-specific investment expertise. Uh, we will always take an active management approach. And we will always search for solutions to existing market problems or problems that we see on the horizon. And uh, you know that really was the genesis behind things like our structured outcome series, which is, uh, like, as mentioned, a volatility management tool. So, so define for us structured outcome for uh, for the layperson here. So, our structured outcome series is um, essentially a, a structured note replication tool, right? So, we're taking the the best qualities of the structured note in our mind, and we're putting it into a liquid, cost-efficient ETF format. Uh, and what that means is you essentially have the ability to define or create a targeted outcome uh, for your equity investments uh, over the course of a defined period. You know, for this particular conversation, we'll focus on our product uh, that covers U.S. large cap equities. So uh, if you are in it on day one and you hold it for 365 days, uh, you can harness what we call a structured outcome investment profile. And that generally means some capture of the upside move of the underlying asset uh, and some mitigation against downward moves. Uh, in the marketplace, you'll hear these commonly referred to as defined outcome or buffered strategies. Uh, so it's akin to those with some, I think, distinct differences that I believe you and I will dig into a bit here in the conversation. Okay, so... So define for us kind of the uh, the floor and the ceiling kind of approach here. Yeah, so the floor and the ceiling uh, approach is, is something that uh, I think most of our peers pursue. It's not a hard floor. So having worked in hedge funds before, I can tell you that this isn't a hard hedge. This is a downside mitigation or buffer. And so, so these, these products can establish some downside mitigation, whether that be 10% or 20% or even 30% of you know, the downside move. And then beyond that, uh, you move one for one with the market. So it's, it's really a buffer. Now on the upside, um, traditional strategies in this space, they do establish a ceiling. Uh, so you'll also capture the upside of the underlying asset for a one-to-one -one move up until a cap or a ceiling. And that depending upon you know where the 
the options market is at the time of uh, the position is set can be uh, a varying number. So it could be anywhere from eight or nine or 10 percent to 17 or 18 percent. That's a bit of a moving target. Uh, but generally speaking, these types of strategies have a downside mitigator and then an upside ceiling. Um, because as you know, the, a phrase I'll often use and probably multiple times in this conversation is when it comes to volatility management or downside protection, there is no free lunch. And, you know, you, you do pay a price, uh, both literally and figuratively to, you know, obtain some downside protection. And that's really where, why that ceiling is a moving target for most strategies. So, uh, so give us an example, will you? So, so, so we can put our arms around this and, and kind of understand. Okay. So one is you're using the, the SPY, uh, the mm-hmm. ETF for the S&P 500, correct? Correct. Okay. And so uh, somebody comes to you and they say, you know, I'm nervous about the market. I want downside protection. And yet, you know, I, I don't want to give up the gains because I need the growth. So how would you briefly explain how it does both things? Again, this, this harkens back to what a structured note has done for decades, right, for, for wealthier investors or investors that have more capital to play with. And this is why it's such a, a, an interesting tool these days that we've brought this down to any investor, you know, the average investor, whether it be Wall Street or Main Street. And the goal here is to to tell a client that if you get into this product and you set the position, so let's take the first trading day of the month and we'll use January for ease of ease of comparison. So if you get into this product on the first trading day of January and you hold it until the last trading day of the year, so essentially 12 months, uh, this product will give you an investment profile that can mitigate your downside. So if the market, if you have a 15% downside buffer and the market's down 20, you're essentially down something in the neighborhood of five. Uh, now, if the market, if this product gives you a ceiling of say 15% and the market's up 20%, you're up 15. If the market's up 10, you're up 10. Um, so you know, on its surface, the math works out in a pretty straightforward manner, but it's important to point out that there are variations of this product or this approach and, you know, true shares pursues a, a variation that's fairly unique in the space right now, uh, that can better mirror what your market outlook is. And I say that because in all, these tools are really portfolio construction tools. They're not meant to be a panacea. So essentially, you can, depending upon your market outlook, depending on your individual portfolio needs, there are a multitude of, of approaches out there that can help the investor achieve those goals. And you know, in an environment like this, as we mentioned, when you are not necessarily getting the the power of the yield portion of your asset allocation or risk parity model, if you will, it's important to be able to put more cash to work in equities and at least try and compensate with the growth potential of equities. Um, but again, that that you know that establishes different 
different needs for the investor. Some people are risk averse, some people are volatility averse. And it's important to understand each individual scenario and what tools are available to achieve those goals. Um, now, so at TrueShares, yeah, we're a little more bullish than that, Charlie, and I think that's where you're going next. Okay, okay. So so tell us, what, what, what do you understand about your strategy that you wish more people understood? Yeah, and that's, you know, that's really, I think that goes back to the no free lunch phrase, right? So um, for us, when we look at investors out there that are, uh, that are assessing the different available avenues for volatility management, they focus quite a bit on downside protection. They focus on that, hey, gee, it'd be great to have 20% downside protection. But they don't necessarily focus on what that does to their upside potential. Now, remember, part of the reason people use these strategies is because they need that equity exposure. Right. And, and so if you need equity exposure and you focus too much on trying to mitigate the downside exposure of that equity, what's it doing to the upside potential? And therefore, is it even worth it? And so, you know, the two things that you know, we wish most investors would always try to understand a bit better are one, there's no free lunch when it comes to hedging equity exposure. And two, if that's the case, how can you make sure you're not overpaying for that protection? And overpaying can mean two things. I mean, there is the physical cost of you know, buying, if you will, that downside protection. Uh, but at the same time, understand what the market, what equities historically have done. And so with true shares, we have a bullish tilt to what we do. And I think technically speaking, for those options or derivatives junkies out there, what we do is called a bullish risk reversal. And that's a that's a fancy phrase which essentially says, yes, we believe in downside mitigation for your equity exposure, but we believe that there's a point of diminishing returns when you're buying that downside protection. So there's an, what we call an inherent inherent uh, positive return bias to U.S. equities, and what that means is by and large. Historically, U.S. equities go up, and I think anybody that you know that uh, broke into the business when we did, Charlie, remembers the old Dow Industrial charts that showed all the different crises that the yeah. you know the, the the world has gone through and what the Dow did those years and, and succeeding years. So, you know, when we look back and, and we'll take a, a much more relevant slice of time, if we look back the last thirty or so years. Um, you know, and, and we internally keep these numbers uh, on track. So take it with a grain of salt. They're not audited, but they're pretty accurate. You know, if we look at rolling returns from about, you know, late 80s, uh, we'll go, uh, we do January 31st, 1988, and we run it through September 30th, the most, most recent quarter of 2020. And we look at the trailing 12-month returns of the S&P 500 index. It's a really fun exercise because what you see 
is that roughly uh, 80 plus percent of the time, about 83 or 82 percent of the time, over a 12-month period, the S&P has a positive return, which leaves us with about 17 percent of the time there's a negative return over a 12-month period. And most people are shocked to hear those numbers. If you break it down even further, where you have sort of a a down year that's about, you know, that's under 10% down. You know, that occurs about 6% of the time. So say 10 or 11% of the time, you've got a market that over 12 months returns a loss of more than 10%. So that's a lot of numbers right there. What I'm trying to say is if we look at what type of insurance or hedge or downside mitigation is most relevant in our minds, it's right around that 10% downside uh, because historically nine out of 10, 12 month, you know, nine out of 10 times a, you know, you look at a 12 month rolling return, it's better than down 10%. Right? So, you know, when you look at the positive returns and you've got, 83% or so positive returns. If you slice that even further, about 36% of the time, so roughly a third of the trailing 12-month periods in the last 30 years, the market has returned over 17% with an average return of 26.2%. So what do all those numbers even mean? And why do I put them out there? I put them out there because at true shares, we really drill down on the idea that there's a sweet spot for downside mitigation. And to us, that sweet spot is 10% downside mitigation. And the reason is because any more than that, you're unfairly truncating your upside participation. You're paying too much for that downside for anything more than 10% mitigation in our opinion. You know, that is uh, so very, very interesting, and I, I have never heard those numbers here. Um, but, but we need to move on here uh, d- d- due to uh, the limitations of, of podcasting and time. But we really appreciate that insight here. And uh, for those who would like to know more about that, where, where can they go here, Mike? They can absolutely find all the information they need at www.true-shares.com. And then uh, certainly call us if that's your thing at 877-774-TRUE, T-R-U-E. That's true-shares.com. That's correct. Okay. So a couple of questions, Mike, we like to ask uh, all of our guests. One is, uh, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners here? Uh, well, I'll tell you that I'm a traditionalist, and, and uh, I think one of the best books I've read on investing is of permanent value. You know, the story of Warren Buffett. Uh, it's been around for decades. Uh, great book by Andrew, Andrew Kilpatrick. And, you know, I think if you are uh, an investor that focuses on analysis, fundamental analysis, and understanding where stocks and companies fit in an asset class, then that's a fantastic book. Uh, and certainly Buffett, I think, is a historically great investor. Um, so that, yeah, that's, that's the first one I'd be off with. Yeah. And, yeah. and the title of that book, again, you, you, it uh, got a little sloppy there. Of Permanent Value. Of Permanent Value. Okay, great. 
Thank you. Uh, question number two, what keeps you awake at night? Oh, boy. Um, I'll tell you, I think, I think the sheer amount of disinformation that exists in, in not only the investment world, but in society today, I think that's, you know, um, when you decouple from historical norms, uh, which I think we've seen the market do, and we've seen uh, many things happen in 2020 that have decoupled from historical norms, uh, it's important that uh, we understand you know, what's really happening out there. And you know, we're entering sort of an area where social media and, and the 24-hour news cycle has created this this inflow of information that pulls people in all different directions. Um, and it makes, by and large, it makes things unpredictable. Uh, so, you know, as we know from the marketplace, uh, uncertainty and lack of visibility are not things the investment world like and, and likes. And so, you know, those are the types of things we worry about, things that will uh, create, you know, abnormalities or anomalies and affect you know what's going to happen any given day um because the world's just become that unpredictable you know uh that's a great insight and i don't think you'd find five people in california today who would disagree with you on that. right <laughs> no question about it so final yeah. question here uh mike what's the best advice that you've uh, heard read or received about investing tell you the best advice I ever got it and it stands today I it was an internship I did when I was in college uh, at Smith Barney back in the day um, but the two pieces of advice that I got were one make sure you understand the relationship between asset classes understand how they correlate to each other understand uh, what types of events geopolitically economically uh, affect different asset classes and what the domino effect is, if you will. And so that, that was the first point that I think was a really important message. The second one was understand the power of money supply. And so when you understand what interest rates can do, what Fed, you know, Federal Reserve actions can do, uh, and then you understand how that domino effect can touch different asset classes and how they react. It gives you a bird's eye view of the entire chessboard when it comes to investing. And, you know, I learned that early on and I spent a career trying to continually grasp those, those two core, uh, you know, points and, and understand how to apply them on a daily basis. Yeah. No question about it. Those apply today, uh, as importantly, if not more so than when you got them 20 plus years ago. So, Mike, thank you very much for joining us here. We appreciate that, and we certainly know that um, you guys at uh, True Shares are coming up with, have come up with something very, very different. And uh, anyone who would like to know more, they've got uh, your website, contact information, etc. So, you got uh, twenty seconds for final words here. Final words. Well, understand that uh, regardless of what happens in twenty twenty. The market will persist. Society will persist. It will evolve and change. Um, but the investing world will continue to chug along and adapt. And so whatever your portfolio needs are moving forward, make sure you understand the tools that are available uh, to deal with your particular situation. Uh, but by and large, we believe that in the long term, the U.S. equities are always the best place to be. 
Mike, thanks very much for your insights today. Really appreciate you joining us and our best wishes to you and to True Shares for continued success here. Much appreciated, Charlie. Thanks for the time. Again, we've been listening to Mike Lucas, Principal CEO of TrueMark Investments, creators and managers of True Shares ETFs. I'm Charlie Wright. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. And we refer you to info at strategicinvestorradio.com or visit our website to see to listen to all of our podcasts and shows, strategicinvestorradio.com. And we're wishing you an enjoyable and productive week. Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host, Charlie Wright, or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing. <laughs>